marketing, etc., takes you into topics and trends in business with a marketing view lens. Join your host, Tokwe Ayedu, a multicultural and multi industry marketing and business leader, as he dives into his vast and diverse network to go into conversation with thought leaders and experts in business and marketing. Listen to Marketing Etc. on your favorite podcast platform and watch on YouTube. It was the management guru, Peter Drucker, who said marketing encompasses the entire business. It is the whole business seen from the point of view of its final result, that is, from the customer's point of view. This is the philosophy I subscribe to. Today on Marketing Etc. Okay, welcome to another series of Marketing Etc. Uh, this is the show where I get into conversation with experts and leaders I've interacted with in the course of my career. And we discuss topics and trends in business and marketing. Um, surely there will always be something in this for you. Um, in this series, I'm, I'm doing a reflection on the changing faces of advertising and marketing media. And I've got the, I call her the amazing Sarah Katusia on here to help me to do that. Uh, Sarah is the Managing Director at Mediacom Sub-Saharan Africa and definitely a top leader in brand advertising and media marketing. Uh, I met Sarah back in 2016 in Tanzania and, and she clearly stood out with her strategic thoughts that she brought to the table on, on, on the brief that our agency executed for our brands at the time. So Sarah, it's really nice to have you here today. Thank you. <laughs> so let, let's start uh, with you uh, giving my listeners and viewers a, a, a very short insight into your career journey. Um, so I'm Sarah, uh, as you heard from Topem. Um, wow, I don't like talking about myself, but let's see. So I've been in advertising and marketing for about 14 years. Um, I started as an intern uh, at Scan Group 14 years ago. Before that, I did a short stint as a marketing person at uh, Sarova Hotels. And then I went into advertising and I just somehow it just felt like the thing I was supposed to be doing all my life. So I started in uh, client service. I was in client service from, for about maybe three to four years. Uh, from account uh, executive to account manager to account director. And then I just got bored. I got bored. I felt like at that moment in time, client service was not giving me enough to just challenge myself and to, you know, and I was working for a small agency. I felt like I'd reached my maximum. So in 2011, I moved to um, Makan to work on Coca-Cola and to be the media director for strategy for Coca-Cola Eastern Africa. And I had never done media before, but because I used to work for TBWA before, it was very strategic. So I was like, okay, well, let's see, let's do this. And my first few weeks, I was just like, oh, wow, oh, okay, this is how it works. But I think three months down the line at Makan, I just loved it. I knew this is what I want to do. I want to spend my time thinking. I want to spend my time thinking about what we need, what makes brands tick. Um, and then down the line, uh, after being on, at Makan for about one year, I started just doing a bit of a group role. And that ended me, you know, I ended up being in Tanzania, where we met. So in Tanzania then, 
I was there just to fast. I was there for a short period to set up the media team for Vodacom and Coca-Cola and go back to Kenya, you know, in, out. Uh, five years later, um, I had gone, set up the media team, uh, developed the media team, then, uh, then started a bigger role of the client service and media director, then later the country manager for Tanzania. So I was in Tanzania for about five years. I loved it. I think it changed a lot who I am as a leader and just the diversity of the country um, coming from Kenya. And so uh, in 2016, then I left Tanzania to come back to Nairobi to still under WPP Scan Group uh, and now as an MD for Mediacom. Um, that was 2016 September and it was tough. I had not been in Kenyan market for about five years. You know, I really didn't know many people in the industry because I left quite a junior person and I had to start building and establishing myself. And then a year after that, then I was added over MEC, which is one of our other media agencies. So now I manage both MEC and Mediacom. Wow. And it's been quite a journey, uh, a long one, uh, sometimes painful, sometimes oh, difficult. However, I have loved it. Would I change anything of what happened in the last 14 years? I don't think so. I don't think I would because everything happened whether good or the good helped me learn. Uh, the bad helped me learn. So I think it's been a good journey. Now I'm running a team that sits in Kenya with a couple of other offices across Africa. And I think actually being in Tanzania helped me just understand that space of the fact that you could be running an office from Kenya in another market, but you have yeah. to understand the dynamics that people are different. Um, so that's me. Um, and I yeah. hope um, you will enjoy the chats. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Uh, it's interesting that you, you are, that's something I didn't know that, you know, that you work for TPWA. So I see that we have that TPWA connection now. Uh, because yes, I, I, I started I, there and I loved it. I think it's like one of the best training oh, yes. uh, creative agencies. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was my background. I started there as well. Many yeah. Interesting. So, uh, but you, you've had a fantastic journey and um you know not not many people have, have heard that so I'm, I'm just gonna start today by taking you into your into your comfort zone but on a, in a little bit of a level of controversy you know because i know you can take it so i will start on a controversial note um what we have seen um uh, in in the last few years probably the last five years in particular is, is what I call a bit of uh, this bandwagon of brand touting digital marketing, like it's the alpha and the omega. Uh, so the question for me is, for you actually, is should, should a brand really have a digital marketing strategy? Do, do you believe that if a brand has a sound and a smart marketing strategy already, it should mean that they have digital tactics that must have been covered. You know, I think every brand needs a marketing strategy, not a digital strategy. Hmm. An all-encompassing marketing strategy, you know, that is anchored on the data on their target audience, the market, the category, and always, you know, ensuring that 
you know, it's digitally, it's digital, depending on what the brand is. I don't think you need to start saying, okay, this is my marketing plan and this is my digital marketing plan. No, it needs to be one thing together. And I feel like when the digital buzzword, you know, came, you know, and everyone is like, oh, you know, I need this digital, that digital, this, you know, they're trying to figure it out. And I feel like most marketing marketers focus so much in chasing digital that their marketing strategies became really narrow and you know the art of ensuring you really have a solid marketing plan stopped being what it was because we are really chasing this digital marketing plan you know and because you know i think every if you look at the brands that really over focused on digital at the initial stages and digital came back they've started coming back and really focusing on the wider marketing plan i remember last year gap both gap and i think adidas i think adidas yes and they had to be like oh my god we are pulling back our digital we are overly going there and we want to feel we want to go back to a bit of offline uh, offline um conversations because we feel like we went so deep into that digital space and it didn't really reap the benefits because i don't feel you know Digital is just another channel. The way you'd say, it's like saying you have a TV marketing plan, right? Mm-hmm. Like in media, digital is just a channel. Of course, as a business, you need to have a digital transformation plan because that's where things are going and transforming your business, right? That's different. But in media, digital is just another channel. And how do you use that channel in the way that channel works best? And then how do you use other channels in the way those other channels work best? Yeah. No, I, and, and I, you know, so... I'm glad that to start with we shared we share the same thought on that because uh, you're right. Um, what, what, what we've seen is you know quite a number of marketeers seems to just veer off like you know this is this is the this is the best thing since uh, since sliced bread and we need to we need to get into it and then you know they start having a weak um, uh, marketing strategy on, on its own. But then, if I, if I look at it, I mean, for me, it's a blessing that we have digital media. It's 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 an evolution of technology, right? Definitely, that's brought about this. It's a blessing we have it. It's a blessing because it brings greater measurability uh, of performance, and that's why most times we will we'll call it performance, you know, media. You know, not that the other media don't perform, but because of the greater measurability. That, that you have there. Unfortunately, this is also being bedeviled by hard fraud, which was there before digital, but at least you have a way of tracking, you know, crude as it could be. But the scale of advertising fraud that we've seen with digital marketing is massive. And I'll share some, some stats here. According to Adobe, 28% of web traffic comes from non-human actors. Non-human actors. And, and this is valued at about 66 billion USD in the cost of fraud. About 25.8 billion is lost to app install farms, click injection, and click spam. According to Traffic Guard and Juniper, one in 13 app install is a fraud. According to Forrester, 69% of brands investing more than $1 million per month say they lose like 20% of their spend to fraud. Interestingly and surprisingly, 70% of these brands 
plan to increase their budget. I thought of this and, and the question that pops up in my mind that I want to share with you and hear your view on is, are we becoming a slave to technology if we see the scale of fraud? Are we saying that, yes, we will tackle this hard advertising fraud, but we are also ready to live with it because we cannot grow our businesses without this platform. What are we really sacrificing these days, if you, if you think of it? You know, I don't know, you know, you know what a discussion. I think uh, fraud and ad fraud is a big discussion. Global leaders in marketing have had a go at it a lot, you know. I, I, I follow Mark Pritchard's um, speeches, uh, the head of marketing at, at PNG globally. Yeah, and yeah. he speaks about it a lot, yeah, right? It's, it's, it's really massive on that. <laughs> I know, right? And we, I think there's very many diverse views. You know, some some like him have kept at it and demanding, you know, transparency and you know what are the platforms doing. I think we're still searching. Uh, I think the brands that are still doing it, hoping one day this thing will all pay back. But I am with the team that has, you know, that is questioning and demanding transparency. And for me, is the fact that the big three, big two, you know, the your Facebooks, your Google, how do they then start sharing enough data that allows for better measurement, but more so that allows for cross-platform measurement. So therefore we are able to know, today I can track TV and radio across 10 stations in different countries and be able to know exactly what is going on. Why can't I be able to do that online? And where can I be able to get the data that allows me to do that? I think in 2019, I remember, um, a PNG putting Facebook and Google on notice about it and demanding, you know, give me guaranteed safety and performance on your on your on your platform. Mm. And you know, I'm, you, today we are seeing the fight against Facebook, you know, and it started a while back. It just that it has become really crazy, especially with Facebook in this moment in time. Transparency on content, transparency on measurement, transparency on viewability, and it feels like such a pain, painful process like it feels like are we ever going to get to the other side you know does it end um and every time you see something about a brand saying we are cutting our numbers on digital why we don't know you know it's not working we're pulling back we're going to start putting our money on offline again we, you know there are brands that really went into digital heavy right and they have cut their budgets and now they're trying to go back to other channels but it feels that there are very many other brands that are continuously invested and I feel that's why the, the, the bigger players in the digital space are not really moving or shifting yeah. unless something big enough moves. Um, and I feel what has happened is now agencies, because you have to serve your clients, have had to look for internal solutions. So at Group M where I work, we've had you know to actually come up with solutions that help you deliver to your client for better targeting, better tracking, better measurement, better buying, because you have to do it because the yeah, client yeah, you know great. for the client they're like you go and figure it out and there's a, you know there's uh there's a lot we are doing in that space as group m even as group m uh in kenya and i think the next conversation i'll introduce you to our head of tech he's called manish and it's now using technology to build local solutions that allow us to track that allow us to know am i i'm sure i am not serving my clients content to bots that I'm sure I'm actually literally serving real people. Um, I think the first time I heard about uh, viewability, I think it was about moat, and they were using it 
um, uh, globally, but in Africa, no one at that moment, I think it was just a year ago, was tracking any digital, you know, any, you know, you just, you just get the, the measurement that the platform tells you. So yeah. Facebook tells you that I served this person and yeah. you trust Facebook. And I'm like, no, I want to be able to track outside and be able to see what is going on with my platform. I think we are yet to uncover that winning formula, you know, but I think the biggest thing is about brands demanding their transparency and continuing to demand that transparency, especially at a global level, because then that's the only pressure we need. At a local level where you have to serve your client, you have to find a solution because you can't keep on telling the clients, just put $50,000 in this or $20,000 in this, but they can't see any, any measurement. But I think, I feel like we are the cut of that change and maybe it's because of this Facebook drama that sooner or later there it's going to start opening up and they're going to have to do it yeah. why because the fight for change and the fight for that transparency has actually started costing them money okay. I think if it didn't cost them any advertising dollars why would they care but now with a bit of a boycott I think then slowly we start seeing a bit of them trying to shift to understand the benefit a marketer or a brand has in actually being able to get better performance on digital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, it, and you, you know what? What I also kind of found interesting, you know, in this area of um, uh, tracking and, and performance, uh, basically, is with digital. There seems not to be. A, a globally or a generally acceptable sort of tracking, you know, model to say, okay, look, this is an independent tracker. For example, you 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 know this probably better than I do. You know, back in the days with 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 particularly with um, electronic media, uh, radio and TV, you have uh, you have media tracker, you know, that you will use. And that's the habitat. Whatever the tracker says, that's what you pay. But yes, and it's case, global and it's globally. If we are tracking TV with TVRs and GRPs, yeah. it's a globally aligned and agreed mode of Absolutely. tracking. You know, but it, it's like you know this almighty duopoly of Facebook and Google have built. You know, they are the judge, they are the jury. They they built. <laughs> you know how things should be tracked they take your money uh in any case your money is already gone and you know even if you go back to them and try to have a conversation about you know because you do have you do have independent you know sort of uh, monitoring and tracking platforms the likes of our for example you know we use adjust to track uh a mobile app performance uh, performance uh, generally and I still see the discrepancies, you know, when Facebook tells me, you know, you have, you know, 10 installs and I just tells me you have six installs. I would just know that actually I only have six, but I still can win with, with Facebook because, you know, they'll prove to you that you have that, you know? So this 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 is the thing. Why haven't we been able to have that sort of generally accessible standard that we had in the traditional offline media when it comes to tracking. What's stopping us from having that? Is it the power of this to, you know, 
big guys, Facebook and Google, that's actually stopping that. What, what, what do you think? You know, I think one of the biggest problems of the fact that we don't have a very standardized way of measuring digital is because of the access to information, access to the data for the bigger platforms to ensure we can measure properly. And where you, if you have to do, then you have to create your own platform that then gets data from them and you hope that is accurate enough. It, I believe then the power of agencies and it's upon agencies and brand uh, custodians to then work with these platforms so what they are good for. So if I want to use Twitter, then I'm going to use Twitter for creating a conversation because I want to create a conversation. And my metric would be very clear, I'm trying to create a conversation. Uh, if I want um, conversion-led marketing, then I'm going to do performance-driven marketing. And then I'm going to employ tools that allow me to actually do conversion and measure the conversion myself, as opposed to waiting for the platform to measure the conversion for me or to give that to me. Um, I believe sometimes it's because maybe we are trying to, to do the wrong thing in that platform. And then so we are expecting this and it's not coming out. So if in the space where we are, it's will people still use Facebook, Twitter, Google? Yes, I believe, you know, we're in a digital world. Of yep. course, these platforms are, are continuously going to become much more powerful. I think it's upon us and to be more innovative in creating solutions that allow us to plan better, to target better and to track better so that we are able to offer our clients and offer brands the solutions that matter. Um, but I do believe that the fight globally for the transparency and for working together that 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 is something that i'm happy that still continues to happen thanks thanks it's a wrap on this edition of marketing etc remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and on youtube to be notified of new editions as they come on